Baby girl, who told you money doesn't grow on trees? Or let me guess, someone told you money is the root of all evil. While this seems like good reasoning and legit, let me let you in on a little secret. This is why you're still broke. Wealth is a mindset. Wealth is in your daily habits. Wealth is for everyone, not just the chosen few. My name is Candace Young. I'm a credit repair expert. I love long walks to the bank, and I'm determined to help you embrace your finances so you can be confident in building wealth regardless of your current income. Welcome to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's time to start building wealth now. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's your girl, Candice Young, and I will be your host today. I am so excited to have you guys back for episode 10. However, if you are just joining the tribe, the rich girl tribe, that is, I highly recommend you go back and listen to the first nine episodes. We get really deep into who I am and how I became the money mindset queen. And all of these episodes that are coming up will make so much more sense. But as always, let's start off with me wishing you a wonderful day. Whether this is the top of your day or the end of your day, I hope that it is great for you. And I hope that you're feeling good. I normally kick off every episode with a recap of what we talked about last week. So in episode nine, I talked about how to operate in a space of abundance. We talked about being broke for long enough. How do we talk about operating in a space of abundance and being rich and being wealthy? Oftentimes we can't handle that because we haven't been trained or we don't have the skill set that it takes to manage more money. We live in survival mode when we're broke, right? We tend to take pride in being able to stretch 20 or $30 over a week, right? However, no one ever taught us how to have money. So episode nine was really, really powerful because what we did there was we talked about how to operate in a space of abundance. It's so important to understand that going from a survival mentality to a mentality of abundance can be very scary. And we may not always know how to handle that. And that's exactly what happened to me. I spent years surviving financially, figuring it out, making things work, making ends meet, that when I started to make good money and when I started to have a surplus of money, I didn't know what to do with it. So we talked about that journey. We talked about understanding that you have more money now. And while it's okay to treat yourself, you still have big financial goals like owning a home right? Driving a luxury vehicle, purchasing properties and flipping properties and all of these different goals that you have in your mind that require money. So in episode nine, I gave you guys some gems about how to walk in abundance, about how to operate in abundance. So today, what I want to share with you guys are some really important money lessons that I've learned over the course of the last five to seven years. So this is going to be another episode full of gems. If you are a note taker, go get a notepad, okay? Because we're really going to get into it. 
money lessons that I've learned over the past five to seven years that are really near and dear to me are important to share because maybe you haven't learned this lesson yet in your financial journey, or maybe you have, but maybe you just needed a reminder that you can do better in a particular space as it relates to your finances. I'm always going to let y'all know that I don't think money rules the world. I don't think money is the most important thing, but stability is. Being able to pay your bills is. There is a statistic out there that says most people that are struggling with particular mental illnesses are struggling because of poverty. Okay. So if that doesn't wake you up to the fact that we really need to do what we can to achieve financial freedom, I don't know what will. But I'm going to go ahead and get into these five money lessons that I've learned. And I'm hoping that this is something that either reminds you of something that you need to do better at, or maybe it's something that you're trying to achieve. Right. And so I'm going to talk about them and I'm going to talk a little bit about how I got into them. Okay. Now, the first lesson, I wish I could see my face right now because this is a this is a good one. It's number one for a reason. Live within your means. Live within your means. That's it. That's it. People don't realize that they're living outside of their means until something big happens that requires some sort of financial cushion. And when they cannot overcome or resolve this big financial issue, they start to think about their habits, right? They start to think back like, have I been doing everything I can to set myself up financially? Because there's all type of things that we know come up, right? Christmas, your spouse's birthday, your children's birthdays, you know, summer holidays, right? We just celebrated Juneteenth, right? There are these things that are going to come up that you know are going to come up. But then there's the surprise things, a flat tire, car trouble, right? Your kid needs to go to the hospital for something, God forbid, right? But there are these things that come up unexpectedly and we wait until those things come up to realize that we're not living within our means because we don't have an extra four or $500 to cover whatever this huge, whatever this financial issue is. That's when we start to think about it. I want us to start to think about it before something happens. Things happening like that are inevitable right? Surprise financial issues happen. Doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't mean that you're not doing the right thing in life. It happens to everyone. Some of us are more prepared than others because we are living within our means. Living within your means means that if you're bringing home three grand a month, your rent or your mortgage is not 1500 or two grand a month. Sorry to break it to you. You you are absolutely living outside of your means if your rent or your mortgage is more than half of what your monthly income is. Period. I know we want to live in nice places, 
I know we want to live in nice apartments. I know we want to, we want to live in nice neighborhoods. And that's why we have to bust our ass to work on our credit and save money so that we can choose the neighborhood we live in so that we don't have to settle somewhere that we really don't want to stay. So living within your means is simply knowing better and doing better. If your credit is right, you could either purchase a house. If that's not your thing, that's not everybody's thing. Everybody doesn't want to buy a house. A lot of people do, but everybody doesn't, right? And that doesn't have to be your thing either, right? But essentially, living within your means is having money left over when you pay your bills and you have saved and you have invested. That takes me to money lesson number two, saving and budgeting. People don't like the word budget. And here's why. It seems restrictive. It seems as though you have to stop doing something. And that is the farthest thing from the truth. All a budget does is tell you where your money is going. So when you look back on your bank statement and you see that you've spent $250 on outside food, but yet you also spent $500 on groceries, that tells you where your money is going. And if you're ever wondering where your money is going, like, gosh, I just got paid. This is a huge, your budget is the indicator of that. It will tell you what you're spending your money on. And when you see that, you, re- you revisit your financial goals and you decide whether or not you're going to blow another $250 on outside food the next month or not. It's a simple decision. Right. So budgeting, if you don't want to call it a budget because it sounds scary, let's call it a spending plan. But you need to know where your money is going so that you can understand how to save and invest and how much you can save and invest. Saving is an art. Many people will live their entire lives without saving a dime. Thank God for 401ks and things that just come out automatically that will save most people because they just cannot save on their own. I was one of those people. So I decided to open up a checking account. I'm sorry, a savings account that I couldn't touch for six months. I said, this is how much I want to send to it. I don't want a debit card. I don't want to be able to access it. In fact, there was not a branch of that bank in my area. I don't even know how far I'd have to drive to actually visit a branch, but I had no access to be able to take this money out. And I set an amount and I sent it there. And by the end of the year, there was over $8,000 saved in there. This was a very small goal of mine. Like it wasn't anything huge or major. And I was completely floored when I saw the amount of money I saved. I knew what I was supposed to save, but I also knew that at one point I would crack and call them and say, release these funds. But I was committed. I was dedicated. And that's what savings can do for you, right? Now I had this down payment for a home, right? I had some money to repair my car that needed some repairs at the time. And it was all my money that I had saved, right? So you may have to do something of that nature to save, but you've got to learn to save some way, somehow. I also started a cash envelope. Don't get it twisted. I'm not above saving cash. Cash is actually like, I actually use cash for my emergency fund for the most part, because you want to be able to get to your emergency fund immediately, right? 
to a cash envelope. Bring every time you take cash out or use cash, take bring the change or whatever it is home. I know a lot of us don't use cash and that's fine. But sometimes when I'm really strict on my budget because I have a particular goal, I use cash. Because if I take out $300 to spend for a day, I know I'm not going to spend more than $300 because I'm only using cash that day. These are the small tricks that you have to play on yourself to save and budget. I'm hoping this helps somebody. This takes me to my next tip. Invest. I don't care how little it is, right? And I will say this, you do need to learn how to budget and save before you invest. So let's be clear. People say, oh, oh, I want to invest. And they open up, you know, uh, an account and they start, you know, sending $20 over, but they don't have any savings. I I get that. I I totally get that. I totally understand. But there's going to be a time where you are well-educated in the stocks that you have, and you're going to want to buy a hundred more that day because the price is right and you won't have it because you haven't saved anything. So they all go hand in hand, saving, budgeting, investing. Okay. So back to investing small. When I first started investing, I sent $20 over to the institution that I invested with uh, a week, I think. $20 a week. I let it pile up a little bit and then I bought some shares. I let it pile up a little bit more and then I bought some more shares. You don't have to start off with $10,000 to invest. And whoever is, is giving people that idea is wrong. You can invest very small. Now, is there going to be a huge return on your investment? No, no, not right now anyway. I mean, maybe depending on what the stock is, right? But essentially, this is how you're learning to invest. And this is how you are learning to make your money work for you and make your money make more money. Period. Okay. So investing is huge. It's not something you need to be in a rush to do, but it should be a goal of everyone's to invest. Now, let's be clear. You don't just invest in stocks. I know folks who buy sneakers and flip sneakers. I know people who invest in properties, right? Whatever it looks like for you to invest and successfully make a return on your investment, that's what you need to do. Number four, build credit. Let me be very clear here with you guys. Building credit is not about opening a line of credit. It's about how long you can keep that line of credit open and in good standing. Okay. So yeah, they might've approved you for $1,000 or $3,000 or $10,000, but you have to manage that credit card. You have to manage that money. And building credit is a lot about convincing the credit bureaus that you don't need their money. Being dependent on credit cards will only lessen the amount of credit you will get. You have to convince the credit bureaus that you do not need their credit cards, which means low utilization. This is my biggest tip to my clients as it relates to credit. Keep your spending under 33%, pay it off every chance you get, and continue to build credit. 
continue to build positive credit history. There's always this joke where people talk about their grandparents or maybe even their parents at times. And they're like, man, their credit is squeaky clean. They don't play about their credit. They know when anything happens. You know why? Because they know better. So they do better. Plus, they've had time to build positive credit history. I shared a video on my social media talking about adding your children as an authorized user to your credit cards. Don't give that child the credit card when it comes in the mail, but add them as an authorized user and make payments, make timely payments. And I promise you, when your child is 18 and pulls their credit report, it will be in a great space, right? These are all things that we do not only to build credit for ourselves, but to build credit for our legacies, to build credit for our future so they don't have to go through some of the financial challenges that we faced growing up and transitioning into adulthood. Build credit by any means. Don't make late payments. Don't pay your car note late. Don't let things charge off. Call your providers. If you are having trouble, call your providers and see what they can do to work with you so that your credit isn't impacted. So some ways to build credit. You got to have credit. (laughs) You definitely got to have credit. So (laughs) you got to open at least one card to start off and you need to make the payments on time. Okay. I can't stress this enough. Make the payments on time. Keep your utilization under 33%. I know that sounds crazy. Why 33% Candace? It's just, it just is 33%. Keep your utilization under 33%. And lastly, don't close a credit card for no reason. If you've had a credit card for five years and you've paid on it on time for five years and either they've increased your limit or you have a good relationship with this financial institution, do not close that credit card because you will be wiping away all of the positive credit history that you built. Back to the old heads, right? You might notice old heads have several credit cards. One is for points, one is for gas, one is for cash back, whatever that looks like, right? But the reason they have several credit cards is because they haven't closed credit cards. There hasn't been any reason for them to close credit cards, okay? So, and lastly, but certainly not least, and this is probably the most important money lesson that I'm gonna share with you guys in this podcast, in this season, enjoy your money. Enjoy your money, period. You work hard for it. You show up every day as the best version of yourself and you pursue financial freedom. We don't go, we don't, we don't go hard in our businesses and go hard at our jobs and you know do the work to get promoted for nothing. We do it to continue to build our income, to continue to build our legacy, to continue to build our financial freedom. So when I say enjoy your money, I mean it. I mean it. But that's also why I'm advising you to, one, live within your means. Two, learn how to save. Learn how to keep a budget. Three, invest. And four, finally, build credit. Because I want you to be able to enjoy your money. 
And those are the ways that we're going to be able to do that. These are the things that I have learned that will all equate to you being able to enjoy your money. And you work too hard not to be able to enjoy it. You work too hard not to treat yourself. And that's just the reality. So when you hearing me preach about sticking to a budget, I'm not trying to restrict you. I actually, I want you to treat yourself. I want you to pop the bottles. I want you to celebrate life. I want you to be able to go to brunch without flicking an eyelash. I want you to be able to do all of the things that your heart desires. If you want to start a business, if you want to put more money into your art, if you want to just simply chase your passion, walk in your purpose, oftentimes this is going to take some funds, right? But I want you to enjoy your money and I want you to understand that when I'm sharing lessons like this, it's because I know that at the end of this tunnel, at the end of the journey, you will be able to enjoy your money. You will be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor. God wanted us to live in abundance. He wanted us to use our talents and our gifts to create abundance. And that's what we need to do. God doesn't want us to be broke. God doesn't want us to live broke. He wants us to fulfill our dreams of becoming financially free, financially stable, and to live well. In the Bible, it says God wants us to live abundantly. <laughs> not the bare minimum, not, not just making it, but abundantly. So if you understand the assignment like I understand the assignment, then... <laughs> These five money lessons probably truly resonated with you. And I appreciate you rocking with me for the 10th episode of the Money Mindset Queen podcast. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys again next week. Thanks so much for all your support and all your love. Don't forget to check out the links at the bottom of this episode. And please, please share the podcast out to your friends, family, and anybody who's trying to live abundantly and become financially free. This is the podcast for them. You hear that? It sounds like money flowing into your bank account. Thanks so much for tuning in with your girl on the Money Mindset Queen podcast. You made a choice today to grow mentally and financially and to attract abundance. Help someone else out and send this their way because we all deserve a life full of health, wealth, and abundance. And there's no need to wait. Make sure you tag us while listening or head over to Your Credit Queen on Instagram to learn more on how we can snatch your credit score in no time and come up with a plan that works for you to get your finances in order this year. Until next week, remember, rich is hard and broke is hard. You get to choose your heart.